Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On this episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad, it's not about the destination, but all about the journey. So today we're discussing travel journeys and how our travel styles have evolved during them. Now, everyone is always starting out their own travel journey at different times in their lives and in different travel styles. So we are going to talk about this and how we can be supportive as a travel community for everyone along their journey, wherever they may be on that path. Morning. I'm on the morning shift today. Steph? You're always on the morning shift, though. <laughs> morning, morning, though. Like, proper morning. Um, Steph's on the evening shift. Steph, how's yes. it going? Hello over there. from Melbourne. I'm back from Dubai. I have been full swing. Australian Open is taking over my life. Yes. Yes. Maybe tell everyone that doesn't know what you're doing at the Australian Open. Oh, I'm just working for two different brands on their activations at the Australian Open. So it's been pretty full on because when I'm not doing one, I'm doing the other. I'm working 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. most days. It's just wild. That's exciting. Yeah. You love love tennis. Steph is a big tennis buff. I was never, (laughs) never a tennis fan. And Australia has turned me into one. It's wild. It's like as if people, if they move to Canada, there's no way that you can't turn into a hockey buff like oh, you just yeah. are Im- immersed in it during hockey season and I would imagine tennis is kind of the same over there well and that's why Canada is absolutely garbage at most summer sports <laughs> yeah, so true. I just never paid attention to it while I was there and I didn't even realize no. it was such a big sport and now I have been on this journey in my time in Australia from totally indifferent to tennis to like right in right into it I'm all in I love it. Yeah, we did. I went to Wimbledon a couple of years ago in London. And same, I don't follow. I don't really follow sports in general. Let's be honest. I barely followed hockey when we. I did still live in Canada. Even though I worked at a hockey radio station, still to this day, I laugh at how I ever got that job. But um, <laughs> but yeah, anyways, but Wimbledon is just a, it's a good, I feel like tennis is just a good sports vibe. That's super fun. Um. On my side, I've I've uh, I've booked a trip away in a couple Ooh. weeks. I'm currently experiencing that like January drought right now, mm-hmm. where everything is just miserable in London. I say that today. Actually, the sun has made an appearance. We have had like horrible gray 
wet weather as you can imagine winter in uh in the uk so i thought well i need to get away somewhere um so i'm gonna go to athens in greece oh, that's in a so couple good. weeks yeah and you haven't been before have you no, I've been to Greece. I've been to the Greek islands yes. a few times, different islands, which, you know, can't go wrong. But I've never been to Athens. When I first moved over to London, I wanted to go to Athens. But at the time, it was actually really unsafe to go to Athens. Like, um, I had friends that went, you know, probably like 10 years ago now. And they said they were like walking down the street and people were trying to just like full on rob them. It was just way too unsafe to go. Um, so I just never went in all the years I've lived here. And then now everyone says it's a lot better. And yeah, I love a good city break in Europe and Athens this time of year. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not super hot, but it's definitely warmer. There's definitely more sun. So yeah, Lovely. I'm going to do a cheeky little four days away. So if anyone's been to Athens, um, can give me any recommendations. I mean, there's the obvious things to do like see acropolis all that um but if there's any must sees must do's give me tips can you do something for me yeah okay i don't know why but back when they had the riots and the protest in athens mm-hmm. there was um in the news it was talking about how the people of greece were storming the Acro- acropolis yeah and i remember being like man that sounds so cool like i wish when i got mad i could just storm the acropolis can you please get an angry photo of you just like stomping into it that would make me so happy i thought thought you're gonna tell me to storm like storm acropolis no i just want you like like, stomping into it like you're super pissed off um maybe i don't know if i am brave enough as a solo traveler to get someone to take a video of me doing that but we'll see you don't want to be that traveler who like takes a tripod sets it up tests oh my God, it no. walks towards it and then walks away as if it's natural definitely not which is which is kind of funny based on what we're going to talk about today because yeah, true. i'm sorry i wouldn't thousand percent judge people for that but like not really i just don't i judge them in the way that i'm like i'm not confident enough to do that myself you see people making all these like tiktok videos where yeah they do that where it's obvious it's obvious that they've set you know set the tripod up they've taken time to set it up take a video move it to another spot take another like five second video and you're like oh god i just don't have the time for that and uh i mean i feel like it's a very gen z thing but it kind of ties into what we're talking about today and maybe we can take some of our own advice (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think that's part of giving advice is usually when you give it is you're also someone who needs it the most (laughs) totally it's a practice what you preach which is always difficult um but yeah steph why don't you tee up what we're gonna talk about today Yeah, so, okay, I'll preface this with, we're going to be talking about how everyone's on their own travel journey, and I really got into this and just the concept of this, because when I started traveling, I was 26, really. I had done some, like, little trips, and my parents would take me, so I was really traveling for the first time on my own after, like, a really long-term relationship, and I remember going into it, and, you know, you and I, we were going to Europe, and we were doing these things, and there's always this voice in my head that thought I was maybe too old to be starting to do that because you hear about all these kids essentially who do it as their gap year Mm -hmm. and suddenly I'm you know a 26 year old woman going and doing it um and some of the things I've learned along the way um where it's like you just have to come to this place where you realize 
like even right now there's kids who are just starting their gap year right now as we're recording this there's someone in their mid-20s mid-30s traveling for the first time yeah everyone is on their own journey and it can become very easy to convince yourself that everyone has the same experience you do once you're doing it more and like even we talked about it in last week's episode you go to the hostel and you know, there's some people like crinkling their bags and doing all the shit. And you're like, what is wrong with you? And it's like, they don't know yet. They don't know any better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's a, um, yeah, that's a good point. I also think, you know, I think in the travel community, if you will, I think when, you know, when I started traveling, you know, I didn't even realize there really was this travel community. But what I kind of found when I was seeking out, whether it was podcasts or whether it was like forums online to, to learn about their experiences, I, you know, I did find it a little bit pretentious. Um, and for me, I kind of felt the same way where, you know, I thought maybe I am too old to be doing this. Like, I don't know, you just feel like if you're not very well traveled in this travel community that like, maybe it's not for you. Maybe you're not I guess, yes. allowed to have those same experiences. And I think that's, you know, even Steph and I doing this podcast, like this is part of the reason we wanted to do this podcast. We wanted it to be the total opposite of exclusive and pretentious. We wanted everyone, no matter where you are on your travel journey, to feel like you can learn something, what we kind of talk about. And, you know, yeah, you talk about travel journeys. Like, I was kind of the same. I didn't get my first passport until I was 23, 24. Um, yeah. Which a lot of people would think that's really late, especially for someone that has traveled a lot now and does a travel podcast. So yeah, I feel like I maybe started that travel journey, quote unquote, late. But I, I think we've said this before in previous episodes too. Like, you know, when you're 24, 25, you think you are too too old, which is crazy. Because yeah. now as someone that's 38, I think, oh my God, I was so young at 20, 25. And you know, I always say now think when think when you're you know going to be sixty years old one day you're going to think back when you were thirty five or forty five even uh, and this be is like true. This I was is young. True. <laughs> so I think that's one of the first things. Like again, and we've said it before, but age should never deter anyone from traveling, right? And any way you want to travel as well. You know, I think one of the things that kind of comes to mind. I used to, and I'll hold my hands up. Like when I stayed in a hostel when I was in my twenties. Mm-hmm. Whenever I would meet like older people staying in a hostel, like in their 40s or 50s that were traveling solo, I, I was a bit judgmental. I'm like, why are they staying here? And now that I'm older, I get it. Like some people, that's yeah. how they want to travel. It's not, you know, staying in a hostel is there is no age restriction, whether young or old. Well, age, well, there probably is. You probably have to be 18 <laughs> to stay in most, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and that's just one example of, you know, that 45 year old or 55 year old man or woman, maybe that is their first trip away. Maybe they are on a budget. Maybe they've just saved up enough money to finally book a flight abroad somewhere. And all they can afford is like a 20 person hostel dorm. dorm. Yeah. So yeah, that's one of the things I kind of think back sometimes and how I was even, yeah, I think when you are in your 20s, you are just a lot more judgmental. <laughs> In general. Yeah. One thing I found is the judgment on even the places you're going to. So, for example, mm. 2015, when I did my backpacking trip around the world for a year, I went to South America for a few months, Africa for a bit, and then throughout Asia. And it was everywhere. So, while I was in South America, everyone, obviously, I was doing an around the world trip. There were tons of people who were doing, you know, specifically six months to a year just in South America. 
And they were all like, oh, you're only, you're only going here. You're only go- you're not going to this while you're in South America. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, you'd think doing a year around the world, you're going to do so much. But people yeah. still make you feel like you're not doing enough. And the exact same thing in Africa. I remember sitting there one day. I was out on an excursion and someone said, oh, you know, I just wouldn't want to be one of those people who come to Africa and just go to South Africa and Tanzania and Egypt. And I'm like, sick, thanks. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) what I've got. And it's just so absurd that, you know, we can get up, like all those people were kind of up their own asses about what they were doing. Because something about them needed to feel like, they were doing something deeper than everyone else. Yeah. And I, I think we touch on that a lot. We did a, an episode a while ago now on travel snobbery, um, yeah. which I think ties into that a lot. But, um, you know, I think it's important to remember. And I, I've stopped doing this now because I know that I used to do that a lot. And I think yeah. in my travel journey, when I started to kind of branch out and travel to more places abroad especially when I was solo traveling there was an element of me where I did think like I'm the shit like look at me I've been here I've done this I've done this like yeah. I'm an expert at this and when people would tell me like oh I'm I'm going here I'm going here I that's exactly what I would do I'd go but why aren't if you're gonna go all the way there you should go here I think it's crazy that you're not going here Thailand was a great example when um, I know a couple of people that they went to Thailand and they said, oh, we're going to Bangkok, Chiang Mai. I'm like, why aren't you going to the islands? You need to go to the islands because we don't, <laughs> we're just, we don't want to go to the islands. Oh, well, you know, what, a, what a waste of time it's going to be. If you and I think back to that, I'm like, who the hell was I to be judging these people that had never gone that far in a plane? Like they had only, I think, traveled within, I think it was like North America, like same. They barely ever gotten outside of North yeah. America. And they're traveling all the way to Thailand and what they've booked, not the same as how I would have done it on my travel journey, but I probably did make them feel bad thinking what they were doing wasn't good enough. And now what I do, I, you know, even though when people tell me like they're doing something or going somewhere in my head, I'll be like, oh, you know, I remember what it, if I'd been there before, I remember when I went there, I went to this place, this place, and it was great. But it's not my business to be telling someone else how they should be doing their their own journey. And I think oh. there's a way you can make recommendations without without making it your journey, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And I think, well, I think a big part of it, too, is like often, and this isn't just, this isn't a broader conversation, but are they asking for advice? If they're asking for advice, absolutely. Have at her. Go give it to them. If they're yes. not... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Asking for advice, why... That's a good question to ask yourself. Like, why are you feeling like you should be giving it? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, how well do you know these people as well? Are they people you know that haven't done a lot of traveling? And in which case, be more, be supportive instead of making them feel like your travel journey isn't as good as mine because I've done more than you. That's shitty. That's not a nice way to feel. Um, You know, we've talked about people going to all inclusives, and that's their style of traveling. And again, to be judgmental about that, I used to do that. But at the same time, I'm like, this person's travel journey, they might be like 20 years old and they're sitting at an all-inclusive. They have still left the country. (laughs) Whereas when I was 20, I hadn't even left. I hadn't done anything. I think I was the same about the all-inclusive vibes. I think I've definitely been very judgy and snobby about it. And to tie that in too, and this is one of the most embarrassing parts of my travel journey, is I did the whole... (laughs) This is so embarrassing. When I started going more places, I really started into the whole, like, tourist versus traveler thing. Yeah. Like, I'm a traveler and you're a tourist. And I remember I had girlfriends. And what made me actually stop doing this was a girlfriend from home who was. She was big into the all-inclusives. That was her getaway with her partner. And one day she made a post on Facebook and it was like, I may just be a tourist, but I really love this. And I remember looking at that being like, oh, my God, what a dickhead. What a, I'm one of those dickheads who's made someone feel like they have to preface their vacation with a justification. Yeah. And that was kind of my eye-opening moment where I was like, oh, my God, I need that. I'm an idiot. Like, I'm the asshole here, not her. Yeah, no, totally. And, uh, like, it's it's even funny because if you think – if you almost flip it. So, like, remember the first time we went to London together? That was one of my first times exploring somewhere in Europe. And I think it was the first time I'd ever traveled with, like, a friend, you know, abroad. Um, yeah. So me and you were there, and we were in London for, like – it was only, like, three days. It wasn't that long. Um, and we, the funny part was that we actually saw nothing. Like we barely saw any of London. I think we went to like Camden Town. Did we even see like Big Ben and all that? I don't even know. Oh, we did. We did. Maybe we went yeah. to Buckingham Palace. But we actually spent like one day because we stayed in a hostel. We hmm. partied in that hostel for like 24 hours. We met other travelers. We sat on the rooftop just drinking all night. And for me, that was, like, so fun. And I remember when I got back, when I told people that, they were like, you wasted, you wasted so much time. Like, you could have seen this, and you could have seen this. And to me, you know, when you look back, my travel journey had just 
started then. And to me, being in a hostel even around people in another country abroad, to me, that was traveling. And I didn't care. And neither did you, Steph. Like we had, you know, again, when you think back to travel memories, it was so fun. It was fun. Oh, and I think too, though, like even if you think about the whole journey of traveling, like starting as that fresh person in a hostel, I think a lot of the confidence and the realizations that you can do things come from those other people you are partying with and drinking with in the hostel. Mm. And that realization of how awesome it is meeting people from all around the world. And like, so even though you may not see a lot, that's actually a very important part of, you know, your growth as someone who enjoys traveling. Yeah. You know, I feel like now that I'm getting older, now I'm 38 in my late 30s, I am in my tourist era right now. I don't want to party in hostels. I don't want to wake up hungover when I'm traveling now. I'm like, tell me where to go. Tell me all the stuff to see. (laughs) I am am the person now that when I was like 24, people, people that were giving me their advice were saying, oh, you've wasted, you wasted time that, that day where you stayed in the hostel all day drinking. No, I didn't. Because I feel like that was part of my journey that then led me to all the traveling I've done now. Because I also know a lot of people that as they get older, they don't travel anymore. It's these same people that are like, I did that all when I was, you know, 22, 23. Good on you. Yeah. But I know people that their, I wouldn't say their travel journeys have ended, but they don't, you know, travel to them is not a priority in life anymore. Whereas I feel like I've, you know, I still make it a priority for me. Um, And I think that has to do with the entire journey. And I think, too, I don't think you're just in your tourist era. We're in our, like, wellness retreat era. We're going into our... (laughs) You're right, actually. See, now we're on another journey. Like, the journey has evolved now. Yeah. So we've talked about the beginning of our travels a little bit. Mm -hmm. How would you sort of lay out the roadmap of your travel journey? So, like, when and when I say that, what I mean, basically, is, like, for me, you know, I started and I was 26 and I was, you know, excited but unsure if I was too old to be doing that. And then, so after that sort of, you know, hostile party vibe, then I really started going into my, like, long-term travel era where yeah. I just wanted to be on the road for as long as possible. I didn't want to go away for a week. I wanted to be gone for months And then I went on my, I feel like I had a couch surfing era. I feel like I've had a house sitting era. Um, I feel like I am just teetering into the retreat era as well. Like there's just so many, obviously, as we grow through life and we grow as people, um, it's kind of the same with traveling. Like you just become new versions of yourself constantly. Yeah. You break out of your little layer and you evolve into a new layer. Um, I would say mine looks a little bit different. So I, mm-hmm. I would say it, it started with no travel. Again, I didn't go. I mean, even on with family, we didn't really go anywhere for family vacation. We didn't leave Canada. We didn't go abroad. Like, I know you went to Mexico and I think yeah. like Cuba with your family, but we didn't do that. Um, so I went from really no travel at all to all-inclusive. That was my first time away, Dominican Republic. I thought it was great. I thought that's what travel was. And I thought, you know, the rest of my life, that's how I would do travel. So yeah, I went, you know, from all-inclusive then to did my first European trip. 
um, with my sister's work. So that wasn't even like a planned trip. It was like she had won a trip at work and I got to be the guest. Um, so it was actually quite a funny experience because it was quite a bougie trip. Mm-hmm. So it was not it was not real life. <laughs> it was not. I, I did yeah. think I'm like, oh, this is bougie traveling. But I'm like, yeah, this isn't how it's always going to be. And then um, and then it went to. Well, moving abroad, which that, I guess, was a big step from barely doing any traveling at all Yeah. to let's move to Europe. Like I We just, really did. Yeah. I just took the big leap. And then it was solo travel era, era. So I did my first solo trip. And then it kind of then evolved to solo international. So I started doing bigger trips away. Then it was kind of group trip. So, yeah. and I think we're going to, we're going to do a separate episode on uh, group travel, but I really, I feel like I'm still in the group trip era. I really like booking as a solo person, booking in groups. Um, so like when I went to India last year, I booked with uh, G Adventures, another trip with them. Um, and then now I'm sort of evolving into remote work trips. So like okay. now that I'm, you know, I can work from home a couple days a week. I'm really yeah. trying to tie in like my trip to Athens. I'll be working there um, for like a day. Um, last year, I went to Spain, worked from there a couple days. So now it's sort of like the remote work travel. And then I'm exploring wellness now, as as we talked about in our New Year's resolution Gosh, episode. I love it. And it's funny because you look at that entire journey and it ties in different elements of each layer like the solo travel that's that's something that's sort of stayed consistent you know with my travel style yeah. and maybe that's because I am single <laughs> as well but I've never let it stop me from you know I'm very I, I used to be but again you know I did my first solo trip and I didn't think after that I would do a lot of solo travel still I was like well I'll still try to always find a friend or someone to go with and now it's the opposite I'm like if I want to go somewhere I just book it and go if someone wants to come with me, they can book it separate. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't yeah. care if someone's there with me. So yeah, so it's, you know, I like this whole idea of like a travel journey because you do pick up new ways of traveling. And then as it evolves, they kind of incorporate all together. And I guess at some point you just become the best traveler you can be. Ooh, I love it. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where we are when we're like 70. Yeah. I feel like when I'm 70, I'll still be talking about us doing the Camino and we won't have done it yet. And I'll be like, let's get in our walking era. <laughs> I mean, what I was going to say, what do you think in, if you were to predict in 20 years, what your travel journey is going to look like? Oh, where are you going to be in that journey? I could say, I <laughs> in in 20 years did you say yeah 20 you'll be like 60 (laughs) maybe i'll be a millionaire because i'm pretty sure i'm gonna win the 200 million powerball next week (laughs) so i'll just be in my right like rich lady luxury you'll be like my luxury travel luxury era no i'll be i'll be in my 60s in my like oh i just had a vision i know where my life is going i am going to be in my cougar era with pool boys Oh, I love that. And I'll I'll literally be like, Francois, <laughs> bring me that fruit platter, honey. <laughs> You'll be in like St. Bart's, you know, like a really rich, like French island. Perfect. I have the vision. It's becoming so clear now that I've said it. I feel like I'll be there with you. And I feel like at that point, because I feel like fif- when we're in our 50s, that's mm-hmm. going to be our luxury travel era. Because bear yeah. in mind, Steph and I are single women without children, so we got a lot of disposable income. 
And in our 50s, that's what we'll be like balling out, booking like expensive hotels <laughs> with like five star service. I'm having flashes of like us on these like ridiculously sized balconies in like silk yeah. robes, just like the wind blowing in the evening over the pyramids or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll go back to the pyramids. That's yeah. what we should do. We, Steph and I went to the pyramids years ago where we did stay in a hostel where the roof almost fell onto our faces. So we'll Literally redo because a bomb went off. <laughs> yeah, bomb went off. Steph and I will, we're going to redo that trip in our luxury travel era. What a different experience. Like five star, yeah. And then okay. 60s will tie in the luxury era into the cougar pool boy era. I love it. I'm I'll here for right it. right there with you. And we will still be doing the podcast then, I'm sure. So... Stay yeah. tuned. <laughs> I think that's a good spot to end it. That's it for uh, this episode. And we would love to hear from all of you. Where are you guys in your travel journey? I think the way I'd really like to end this off, too, is just reminding everyone, like, we're talking about all these different eras we've been through. You're in whatever one you're in now. And just being really cognizant of the fact that everyone's in a different one at any given time. So we all have things to teach each other. We all have things to learn from each other. Like God knows us for as much as we think we've done. Oh yeah. Like I constantly meet people who've done so much more than me, who make me feel like I've done nothing. Or it's like you see Gen Z and they're creating amazing content going places where I'm like, like, there's just always so much cool stuff going on Mm -hmm. that I like to focus on that as opposed to, you know, judging other people for where they're at. We should all support each other in this travel community because we're all doing it for the same reason, because we just love to travel, whatever that looks like and whatever path that we're on. Agreed. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. And we'll see you next time. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. Donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.